The Left Show is not intended for youngsters. It's not intended for the sensitive. It's certainly not intended for right-wingers. Use your own discretion. Awful sweary. And now... Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Up my sleeve. Presto! No doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. <laughs> You know who the best-looking person sitting up there was? Who was it with the cowboy hat? No, J.M. Bell. J.M. Bell. I don't know who that is. He hosts a podcast. Well, he, he was good-looking. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck-faced, dickhead, asshole! You're listening to the world's greatest political podcast, The Left Show. I'm Jeff. That's JC. Hey! And that's Taylor. Hello. We're here. We are. To opine about the news. <laughs> and I'm serious. This is opinion shit. I mean, it's. I am no longer in a position to affect um, basically laws at all except for by protesting. Mm-hmm. You know, and online activism and things like that. I gave 30 years of my fucking life to the Democratic Party. They can't have any more of it. Because they love Evan McMullen? Yep. I mean, no. Well, that was just the latest. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, they, they slow pay, which is fucking infuriating. Yeah. Sometimes they don't pay. Mm-hmm. And when you tell Democrats the truth, they like to go pissy shit and find somebody who will tell them nice things they want to hear. You know? I, just, I, I love that you had that one boss who just treated you like shit yep. constantly. Rocky and when Anderson? The money, when Rocky? the money ran out, he said, will you do it for free? <laughs> yeah. No, you have to pay me to put up with your bullshit. And yes, I voted for him over Mendenhall. Yeah, I would have, but I don't Boo, vote there. Mendenhall. Yeah. Boo. No, I'm with you. I know. You know, yeah, once I mean, you told me about the tense thing, I was like, well, fuck Aaron then. Yeah. Dude, seriously. And it's getting bad again uh, mm-hmm. by Liberty Park. And I just feel yeah. so bad all the time because it's like, I don't want to walk through everybody either. But also, I, I wouldn't want to do that if they had homes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just don't want that many people around me when I'm going to the park. Yeah. yeah no, no Too many people can watch me. Yep. I've never watched you run. Good. I'm here for you, pal. Or I'm not there for you. Whatever, however that works. Um, I just want to start off at the top of the show before everything gets sort of off the hook and whatever. Um, Rosalind Carter just died. Oh. Like minutes ago. Oh. Uh, She was 96 years old. Uh, She went into hospice a couple of weeks ago. Um, And unlike Jimmy, who's been in hospice since I think the late 80s, um, yeah, it, it's the, you know, he's been, I mean, he's been in hospice for months. Yeah. He's been in hospice for months. They yeah. both went into hospice one right after the other. And it was only, it's, we're just waiting for Jimmy to die. But Rosalind. Wow. Wow. Maybe yeah. he was just waiting for her to go first. Maybe he probably, he'll die of a broken heart. Him and yeah. Padme Amidala. Mm-hmm. RIP. Just throwing that out there to the star Wars nerds. Yeah. There you go. Enjoy. That was my first uh, thousand piece puzzle and it sucked. Yeah. It took a month plus. Uh, So Jimmy Carter says in a statement, Rosalind was my equal partner in everything I ever accomplished. She gave me wise guidance and encouragement when I needed it. As long as Rosalind was in the world, I always knew someone loved and supported me. She entered hospice earlier this month. Um, She was diagnosed with dementia in May. Hmm. Um. Jimmy Carter called marrying Rosalind the best thing I ever did. Aww. She was a graduate of Georgia's Southwestern College. Uh, she ran the office of the family's peanut business. She was a full-fledged campaigner throughout her husband's political life, often traveling solo as they crisscrossed his district when he ran for state senate, and then all of Georgia, and then later, America. Mm-hmm. Uh, while, yeah. Yeah. While in the White House, she was known to sit in on cabinet meetings and was the original first lady to set up a policy office in the East Wing. The Carters have celebrated 75 years of marriage 
in July of 2021 with a party that included 300 guests such as Bill and Hillary Clinton, yeah. Garth Brooks, yeah. and civil rights icon Andrew Young. Okay. You All know. right. Don't get me wrong. I'd hang out with Bill. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, yeah. I'd be safe. Because I'm not a lady. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of not being a lady, today is also International Men's Day. You know, like every day. Every, every fucking day. <laughs> but yeah, the 19th of November is apparently so when the incels are like, what about Men's Day? This is to, that's, 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 that's we just it. had it. It's why you do all the different November things. Like, no shave, no nut, all that kind of stuff. How it's are too- men supposed to know nut on International Man's Day? Let me put it this way. I spell no with a K. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do I know nut? Yes, yeah. I do. It's as often the, as I can. Yeah, it's um, all to bring attention to various ailments, um, particularly with no nut is for uh, prostate cancer. Yes. I'm so. aware does anybody yeah. donate to it or they just don't masturbate? They just don't masturbate. That's really it. Yeah. What? I've been wondering about this so much. I don't. How do I give for no nut? Like, I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah, well, how much money do I save by no nutting? That's what oh, I want to know. Good job. I... You're not coming. Welcome to being a woman. Yo! <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to send you a list of references so that you know that I am not that guy. <laughs> but do you donate or you just don't come? I because I don't do either. I I don't observe that holiday. <laughs> I already I already have a mustache, you know. Um, but why do we celebrate Men's Day? International Men's Day is celebrated November nineteenth every year to raise awareness about uh, the health and well being of men and boys and to highlight issues that they face. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, mental health. But I don't know because. I didn't know this was a thing until about half an hour ago. International International Men's Day? Yeah. I would not uh, imagine that it would. It would no, I, I thought that they were just going to be like, men. Mm-hmm. We're men in tights. Tight, but the, tights. the theme for International Men's Day of 2023 is zero male suicide. Oh. Uh, we do that a lot, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. We do. Just lost a friend of a friend um, two days ago, as a matter of fact. Mm. So... Um, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I think I only met him a couple of times, but he's a very good friend's friend. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm, I'm sort of a peripheral sadness for that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it says November is a crucial month for men's souls and for creating a safe environment in which men can be vulnerable, which I think is important. I don't know about safe environment. Mm-hmm. That seems like something that we have more than we don't have. Regardless. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. I didn't know there was an actual day. Yeah. Well, we're, I've, just we're always, there. I've always been aware of no shave November. I always laughed about no nut November, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, huh, I didn't know there was a one day that was de- dedicated to it. So that's cool. At least okay. it's at least it's like, hey, let's check in on mental health and how's your prostate right. doing and not like this is why we're better than those broads. <laughs> get, get your prostate checked. Yep. Yep. Oh, I got a joke. You ready oh. for a joke? Yep. What's the worst part about a prostate exam? Feeling both hands on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Paint a picture. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's do a little news. Let's burn through the A block really quick, shall we? Okay. Uh, Disney, Lionsgate, IBM, and more pull their ads from Twitter after Elon Musk made an anti-Semitic remark. Sarcastic gasp. Wow. Yeah, Disney and Warner Brothers Discovery have joined a growing list of blue chip advertisers who are pulling advertising and promotions from the social media network outlet X in the wake of a recent anti-Semitic remark posted by Elon Musk. What a fucking idiot, man. Alliance Gates. Which one and why did it take him so long? He's made plenty of anti-Semitic remarks in his life. But this is a, a crucial time for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Lionsgate spokesman said Friday that the entertainment company has suspended advertising on X because of Elon Musk's recent anti-Semitic tweet. Um, they've got The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I didn't even 
even finish the whole series of Hunger Games, the other ones. Wake up! What? I'm sorry. Somebody <laughs> said Hunger Games. Um, People uh, are going to love it. I'm sure they are. And you know what? If it's good for you and it makes, if, if, it, if it tickles your tingle, you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You enjoy that. We will not I yuck your yum. don't like movies about dystopian teens murdering each other because that's too much like now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, IBM said Friday uh, that it had, quote, immediately suspended all advertising on X while we investigate this entirely unacceptable situation. Um, Apple has pulled theirs. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I guess he uh, he responded to a tweet that suggested that Western Jewish populations were coming to the disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support flooding their country don't exactly like them too much. Musk reposted the remark and said, you have said the actual truth. No, he didn't. No. Wow. No. Yeah. So wow. media, media matters, whom I have loved since the early 2000s, mm-hmm. uh, are the ones that reported uh, that uh, X Twitter ran ads next to pro-Nazi white pride posts. Um, so Elon is like, I'm going to sue. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, after a spate of major advertisers said they were you halting. Were accurate. And I don't like that. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> they were halting spending on X because of the anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Uh, the tech mogul said he plans to fire, file a thermonuclear lawsuit against a research group that claimed to find ads on X Twitter running against uh, pro-Nazi, pro-white nationalist posts. His um, algorithm is really showing. Yeah, it really uh-huh. is. Yeah. Um, he says uh, the split second court opens on Monday. X Corp will be filing a thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters and all those who colluded in this fraudulent attack on our company, their board, their donors, their network of dark money, all of the network of dark. It's media matters for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. So, he really doesn't like anybody saying negative things about him. He shouldn't I be, could call him a little bitch and I'd get suspended. Yeah. He shouldn't be a little bitch. Yeah. He should mm-hmm. not be a little bitch. So Sasha Baron Cohen, Amy Schumer, Deborah Messing and more. Uh, all Jewish celebrities are urging TikTok to address anti-Semitism and misinformation. My suggestion to them is make your own goddamn TikToks. I, I, I have no problem with your message. I think it's a wonderful message and that you ought to do it. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, you're sending letters to fucking China saying, yep. hey, this is bad. And China's like, I could give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. This is our moneymaker. We don't care. Yep. Yeah. No, and, and when it comes down to it, it's like you have a much stronger voice making a TikTok that will reach more people than the fucking neo-Nazi who had to pipe up about them Jews in his in his TikTok, you know. Which ones? Hmm? Nothing. Who? <laughs> them. Uh, <laughs> them, them, them over there. Over there. <laughs> um, more than 30 people have joined the 90 minute video call, including actors, um, musicians, all at the invitation of TikTok. Variety has confirmed the details of the November 15th meeting, first reported by the New York Times. But overall, the tenor of the meeting was respectful and productive, according to an individual familiar with the call. But at times, the discussions became very heated, as I am sure that they did. Mostly with China saying we don't allow Jewish people in China is my guess. So, yeah. Anyway, nice long article. Uh, pop over to leftshow.com to take a read. That one's that one's a good one. Um, pink. I love pink. Is giving away banned books at her Florida concert. Um. In collaboration with Penn America and Florida bookseller Books and Books, the Grammy Award-winning pop musician is giving away 2,000 challenged books at her concerts in Miami and Sunrise, Florida, uh, next week. The books, which have appeared in Penn America's Index of Banned Books, which, of course, I saved so I can get them and sell them at the at the Dr. Volts. We have a banned book section. It's wonderful. Yeah. You know, uh, the only problem is, is it's hard to find a lot of banned books because most of the time when they get banned, apparently they go out of print. You think mm. that they would go more into print? Some because do. Because people are like, yeah. oh. 
Some do, but I mean, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of books that get banned every year, you know, and maybe 10 of them make any kind of a news or notice. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, that's just what I've noticed. But um, uh, let's see. Uh, the Hills We Climb by Amanda Gorman. Uh, Beloved by Toni Morrison. Girls Who Code by Reshma Swanjani. Uh, Todd Parks, The Family Book. It's confusing. It's infuriating. It is censorship, Pink said in an Instagram video announcing her action mm-hmm. on Monday. Uh, the video, which also featured Pen America president Suzanne Nossel, has been liked more than 33,000 times. I'm sure it is more by now because I pulled this article several days ago. Um, but she says uh, books held have held a special joy for me from the time I was a child. And that's why I'm unwilling to stand by and watch while books are banned by schools. Uh, it's especially hateful to see authorities take aim at books about race and racism and against LGBTQ authors and those of color. Uh, we've made so many strides towards equality in this country, and no one should want to see this progress reversed. That's why I am supporting PEN America in its work and why I agree with them. No more banned books. Sabrina Adams, PEN America program manager, says we're here to show that books aren't scary. Some are. Have you read Goosebumps? Jesus oh, Christ, scary lady. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They're scary books. Yeah. Have you read The Art of the Sale? Or The Art of the Deal? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, I stepped all over my punchline. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> Have you read the TV Guide uh, 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 review of The Apprentice? <laughs> boogity, boogity, boogity. Anyway. <sighs> Banned books. I don't, when I was a child, I was about seven, and I had my books. Uh, at the time, I think my favorite series was uh, was uh, Lloyd Alexander's The Chronicles of Pryden, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, rewritten about Welsh legends, you know, uh, rewritten Welsh legends. And I fucking loved the guy. Um, and that was seven or eight years old. I was reading those. And what I my parents had their stash of books in another room and we were told, do not read these books, you know, and we were talking like stuff like black Sunday, you know, about terrorist attacks and stuff like that. My parents were very, very religious and did not read naughty books. But what they did was they read stuff that would normally scare a kid. And I used to just dip into that, that bookshelf, you know, and that was where most of my main reading went from about nine years old until I was 13 and was living with dad. At which point he's like, no, here's money. Go buy books. You know, because dad was cool. Dad was yeah. also like the here's money. Go buy boy clothes. Because <laughs> my mom used to go down to the uh, I don't think it's there anymore, but the factory outlet down in Draper. Right. Yeah. And she just buy whatever was on sale. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so my shirts for a, a couple of years there after the divorce, my shirts buttoned on the wrong side. They zipped, my pants zipped up on the wrong side. I mean, it was just weird. And then when I finally moved in with dad, dad's like, let's go get you some clothes. And I'm like, thank you, dad. And we got Levi's 501s and T-shirts because that's what boys wear. That's right. <laughs> that's what I wore forever. And then I went through a little year and a half phase of overdressing. And then I was like, concert tees and combat boots. That that's works right. just fine. But way to go, Pink. Way to go, buddy. I mean, that's great. I support her in all of this. Yeah. Yeah, so I am. Um, I'm looking through the list that they have. Uh, Pen America has uh, the Pen America Index of Banned Books 2022 to 2023. It's got 3,362 instances of individual books banned. Affecting 1,557 unique titles. This is an increase of 33% from the 2021-22 school year. The bans occurred in 33 states with Florida leading the nation. But yeah, it's a, it is a long fucking list. Laura Ingalls Wilder Country. The people and places in Laura Ingalls Wilder, Laura Ingalls Wilder's life and books. That got banned? Mm, look at the one before it. It's kind of funny. Or after it. Uh, Noah's Ark, words from the book of Genesis. I'd ban that. Uh, that's just yeah. kind of funny. It's like, <laughs> the lion children's Bible stories from the Old Testament and New Testament. I had that book. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, 
How was that? I don't know. Why would you give a child that book? I'm not going to fucking read it. Gender Queer, a memoir. We saw that at... Uh, at uh, The shop? Yeah, over at Dr. Volt's. Yep. 2043 East, 3300 South. Salt Lake City, Utah. Dr. Volt's. <laughs> Comic Connection. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to drum up business. We're also having a sale on Black Friday. And in case you didn't know, it happens on Black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving. That is so For weird. Those of you that a week before <laughs> try to get the discounts from the Black Friday sale, no, no, the Black Friday sales on Black Friday. Ugh. It was a fun day to be in retail yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all sorts of wacky folks in. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We get back on the other side. Uh, we're going to talk about the Pretty Little Hate Machine. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey folks, Jeff here. And Taylor. And Tiffany. I just wanted to talk to you for a second about Patreon. At Patreon, you get special content every week that we record. We do a show on Patreon just for you, the listener. Now, what do we get in exchange for that? Cash money. (laughs) We're not rappers. I don't know what to do that. (laughs) Cash money. Money rules everything around us. It really does. It absolutely does. Including the cost to host these shows. That's all this pays for. We don't do anything else fun with it because we still don't make enough in Patreon to cover the cost of hosting the show. Hmm. So why don't you join us? It's a lot of fun. We're a little more inappropriate. We're a little more ribald. We're a little more risible. Sometimes we're a little more high. Yes. Definitely more high. Definitely more high. So join us over at patreon.com slash dfenmedia. Patreon.com D-E-F-E-N media. Listening to the left show. All right then, here's some more of that, I suppose. You know, those are just parents who can't make decisions. Honestly, you know. (laughs) In honor of International Men's Day, (laughs) let's talk about some poison men that don't deserve to celebrate this day. This day we talk about our mental health. I mean, I'm nuts. I don't matter right now. It's Wednesday. You matter every no, day. No, it's International Men's Day. Yeah, but you still matter every day. To you. you still matter. To me. <sighs> to you too. Yeah. Losers. Um, but there are there are toxic men mm-hmm. still in the world for some reason that none of us can afford. And my guess is is that I had a master plan. And I think I threw this master plan out during the 2012 election. And that is as follows. Ladies, stop putting out. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm talking to you. Oh. Why wouldn't we put out? Because then dudes go like, why aren't you putting out? And you're like, because of your, you're a misogynist and you're an asshole and you're this and that and the other. Until you change your behavior, no more of the good stuff. You know what the good stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've had it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Every uh, now and then. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's really it. Is It's like it's not a permanent thing. Trust me, mm-hmm. you take away the nookie and dudes will start behaving here. You know, it may be three or four months, but I can I can show you some websites where you could find something to bide your time while you wait. You think I care about either? I know. That's so much work to do either of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another instance where it's good to be a guy. Mm-hmm. It only takes seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, seriously, if you're going to abuse yourself, I don't understand edging. I just want to get oh it over God, with and Grace get back to work. Grayson just made a joke about it today. Oh, yeah? He just sent me a message. I didn't know what edging was. Oh. He said, hey, I'm going to have an edging party, but you can't come. What? Well, that's funny. And ah, I just sat there. I'm like, what the fuck is edging? And he didn't write back. I'm like, like your lawn? <laughs> 
No, it came out of and Britain. And then he told me he thought it was the funniest fucking thing. I'm like, okay. I think it's hilarious. I'm like, Tom, to be honest, that's something Grayson would do. Oh. Like, is it? Yeah. You know we're recording. I know. I'm standing. You're the that's best. All, uh, the edging um, is all Sting's fault, by the way. I you think know, that he would do here. that, but he would fail. <laughs> yeah. He's going to claim to have the long orgasm, so, you know. I don't have that kind of time. Hurt. I don't he have edging fail. kind of time. I mean, know? he would fail with me. Like, oh, well, one of us would do it first. It would definitely be me. You paint a pretty picture. Yeah. Okay. Very good at things. So anyway, Poison Men, let's move on. Because <laughs> I, I, look, it sets a tone and I can't mm-hmm. stop myself. Poison Men. Poison Men. Um, once upon a time, I used to think that you could solve pretty much any fucking problem in the world by smacking it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes repeatedly. I have evolved over the years. And now, and and look, it was not, it was not an evolution of thought where I'm like, it is wrong to just run around punching people. Yeah. Because it felt great. Um, but I found out that my ex was pregnant with my first kid. And I went, it'd be dumb to go to jail for punching a guy, you know, for backing into my car and being a dick about it. That may or may not have actually happened, but this asshole backed his Lexus into my into my S10 Blazer hmm. and left a sizable ding in the back the back door. And I jump out of my truck because I'm sitting in it, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Dude, don't get so upset. You drive a piece of shit." And so I slapped him <laughs> right in the mouth, <laughs> and he fell down and started to cry. And I'm like, "Call a cop." I don't want to get insurance involved. I'm like, then you should have fucking apologized instead of calling my sweet, sweet ride that had about 400,000 miles on it. He was not wrong. He was just being an asshole. He was being a yuppie prick. Uh, Um, Well, he was slapped for being a yuppie prick. Yes. 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 Not for hitting you. Hitting you, that's that's get insurance involved, get the cops, whatever. But uh, yeah, just being a yuppie prick, that's when you slap somebody, yes. Um, (laughs) But with that in mind, I had a near accident the other day where some little peckerhead kind of pulled from his lane into my lane Mm -hmm. and I had to swerve around him and I hit the middle island and it it made a noisy fucking bump to the point that when I pulled over to see if I'd fucked up my tire or my rim, he pulled over because he thought he hit me. It was that fucking loud. Oh. And he gets out of his car and out of my mouth is, what the fuck are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm so sorry I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, no shit. You weren't paying attention. And then I looked him right in the eye and I said, next time, pay some fucking attention. And I got in my car and I drove away. And I was so proud of myself. I'm like, I didn't hit him. I didn't make fun of him. I didn't call him names. I barely said fuck 11 times. I handled this like an adult. (laughs) I didn't, but I did compared to how I used to handle it. You're out there. You know, these are these are moments, you know, where you're, you know, in a vehicle, you could you could get seriously injured by somebody not paying attention or dicking around or fucking around. And, you know, you're holding your own. Your ass is sitting in the Senate at a hearing <laughs> as a senator. And somebody tweeted about you and didn't say nice things. Aww. So what do you do? Stand up your butt. If your name is Mark Wayne Mullen. Mark Wayne is just one name, by Mark the way. Mark Wayne. I, I was always wondering why they were giving him the three name serial killer treatment. I mean, now I understand it a little bit better. The problem yeah. with Mark Wayne Mullen is, is that the fucker used to be a fairly successful MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. So he's a meathead. He's also worth about $30 million hmm. and really likes to talk shit on labor. Mm-hmm. Whether it's unionized labor or just regular old labor, Mark Wayne Mullen hates paying fucking payroll, but he really likes, you know, swimming in the money that these people make for him. Yes. So um, basically, Sean O'Brien said something rude. Basically, if you if you break down the tweet and for some reason, I don't see the tweet in front of me right now. It was in this article a minute ago. I'll scroll down. We'll find out. But it was basically like he's a thug and a bully. 
Mm-hmm. He is. And so Mark Wayne Mullins, like, you think I'm a thug or a bully? Let's be adults and take this outside. And Sean O'Brien, to his credit, was like, okay. <laughs> and Mark Wayne says, stand your butt up. Stand your butt up. Sean O'Brien says, how about you stand your butt no. up? No, 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 no. Stand up your butt. Isn't oh, stand it? up your butt. Stand up your butt. Yep. Because they're both stupid. Yep. You stand up your butt. Yep. Well, this is. You know, I got like in that clip, I got like a, a split second glimpse of O'Brien, just a split second. And he's sitting down and he's he's talking and I'm like, you know, Mark Wayne, I think that's the guy that could hand you your ass. He like started taking off. Mark Wayne took off his ring, like started taking yeah. it off when he stood up. It's like, OK, yeah, he's ready. To, he's ready to throw knuckles. And I'm like, I think that I don't think I'd be fucking with Sean O'Brien. But you know just, who the biggest badass in the room was? Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. You're a United States senator. The American people already think we're a fucking joke. Sit or, your ass paraphrasing. down. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, the quarrel started Tuesday at a Senate Health, Education, and Labor Pensions Committee meeting uh, after Mullen read aloud tweets that O'Brien had posted in June calling Mullen a clown and a fraud and pretends mm-hmm. he's self-made. He's not. Millionaires and billionaires have people making that money for him. You either got it because someone died. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Old money. Or people did work that made you money. New money. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, So in an interview with Newsmax on Wednesday, Mullen said, you know, some people are real strong behind a keypad. That's how you know he's from Oklahoma. He doesn't know where the fuck a keyboard is. Yeah. Yes. Um, but when they get called out, it's completely different. Nah, dude. O'Brien was going to go outside. He said it. Maybe you would have kicked his ass. You've trained to be a fighter. But you're going to look was, so stupid. Yeah. When I was a bouncer, it wasn't fair because I had a black belt. It was mm-hmm. never fair. Ever. But that wasn't the gig. I'm not a United States senator. I'm allowed to smack guys who touch girls without permission. <laughs> So he says, people ask me, too, is this becoming of a U.S. senator? And I'm like, I'm a guy from Oklahoma first. That means nothing. You're from Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, you don't run your mouth like that. And if you do run your mouth like that, you're expected to be called out on it. I just highly doubt this. You know, Oklahoma doesn't seem like a tough state. No, not unless you don't like Native Americans, at which point Oklahoma is where you want to go, because those guys are constantly fucking with the natives in the state. Uh, he added, <laughs> it's silly, it's stupid, but every now and then you need to get punched in the face. Yeah, Mark Wayne, someone needs to punch you in the face. Somebody needs to punch you in the face. Yep. And honestly, I really think Sean O'Brien could have really given him give him a run for his money. Yep. I just think he could have. Yep. I do. I, I do think he'd lose. He's he's, he's a guy that works lose. for a living, you <laughs> yeah. know, but you know, he would he'd go down and I'd appreciate the fact that he was standing up. But I think I think he would. I think. I think there'd be some dirty fighting on that. Yeah. And not just for Mark Wayne. I think he'd, he'd, he'd surprise him a little bit. Yeah. Mullen <laughs> also. going to kick you in the nuts. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mullen also referenced President Andrew Jackson's penchant for duels. You know, the most murderous, genocidal motherfucker to ever hold the presidency. Yeah. Andrew Jackson. To the point that he's so bad. <laughs> Democrats quit using him as a fundraising tool because we used to do the Jefferson Jackson dinner, which was 22 bucks. Because, <laughs> you know, because well, Jackson's on the, he's on the, the $2, the $2 bill. Bill. Right? Yeah. Jackson, and, Jackson's on the 20. And so. Oh, yeah, he is, huh? So they changed yeah. the name from the Jefferson Jackson dinner because it's racist as fuck mm-hmm. to whatever the fuck they call it. And now it's no longer 22 bucks. Now it's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. And he says, you got to remember that President Andrew Jackson challenged nine guys to a duel and won nine times at a White House one time at a White House one time. A guy was mouthing him at the end of the table and Jackson jumped, literally ran across the table and knocked the guy out. That's reasonable. And so at the end of the day, there's precedence for it. If that's what someone wants to do. I want to punch this guy in the face. So the worst president until the Orange Cheeto took office. Yeah, Reagan. Go on. Oh, Reagan. I think I think Jackson just edges out Reagan just a little As bit. being a bad person, but I think Reagan did more damage. He did more damage in the long run mm-hmm. to this country than yeah. anyone. Yeah. Even he even beats the Orange Cheeto and how much damage he did. But uh yeah, you you got you got this guy. And meanwhile, he's also 
not on your team, Mullen. He's a Democrat. What the fuck? <laughs> He's not on your team. Yeah. Oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> Former GOP House member's wife says that Mark Wayne Mullen put his finger in the noses of sleeping members of Congress and their spouses on a trip to Israel. Here's the problem with this, okay? Yeah. If I saw it happening in person, I'd be like, oh, God. But if I saw, like, if somebody told me about it, like the article, I'd be like, that's really funny, Narf. though. Yeah. In 2015, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen went to Israel along with several colleagues and their spouses. Two people on the trip said he picked the noses of sleeping members and their spouses on the bus. I doubt he picked them. It was just middle school, one trip participant said. And it's kind of funny. Yep. Uh, Cappy Trot is, I swear to God, her name. Cappy? Cappy. Cappy Trot. Cappy. The wife of former Representative David Trot. You know, I don't think that Trot had a great time in elementary school. No. But I talked to somebody the other day whose last name was Diddle. (laughs) I don't think she had a great school experience either. No. You know? Um. Anyway, she described the story to Politico last week. Politico last week. She said the event occurred amidst a trip to Israel uh, with the American Israel Public Affairs Committee with 40 members of Congress and some of their spouses. And uh, yeah, he was a member of the House at the time. Uh, Dork Wayne, Dumb Wayne Mullen. Um, and reportedly decided that that's what he was going to do. Uh, Trot said she and her husband personally witnessed the Oklahoma legislator walking up and down the bus to stick his finger in the noses of several dozed off passengers. Quote, this idiot starts walking up and down the bus with his camera and anyone who fell asleep, he'd put his finger in their nose and take a picture. It's better than what Madison Cawthorn did. Uh, was it the one naked? where he humped the naked yeah. guy? <laughs> yeah. He humped the naked guy yeah. the way Marjorie Taylor Greene does pull-ups. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, you're going to pull a muscle. <laughs> and yet Al Franken, who wasn't a senator at the time he took that infamous photo, got asked to step down yeah. by his party. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> they can't lose the majority. Yeah. We can't. We can't lose our, our, our tenuous hold on a majority. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, he's gone on a press tour about the incident, uh, telling one podcast he's not afraid of biting his opponents during a fight. I'll do anything. I mean, I'm not above it, and I don't care where I bite, by the way. It's just going my, to be a bite. I'm going to put my penis on your face next and take a picture. Yep. No, uh, he's a dick biter. Tea bag. You can tell he's a dick biter. Yep. Um, Clay Higgins claims that ghost buses brought FBI informants to the January 6th rally. Okay. The paranormal vehicles are a new conspiracy theory about the Justice Department's alleged involvement in the Capitol riot. Um, Mysterious white buses unloaded dozens of FBI informants near the Capitol on the morning of January 6th, according to a new conspiracy theory from Representative Clay Higgins out of Louisiana. During a hearing with FBI Director Christopher Wray on Wednesday, Higgins displayed a picture from inside the Union Station parking garage on January 6th and asked if Wray was familiar with ghost buses. A ghost bus? Wray said. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Higgins, an Army veteran and former police officer, said ghost vehicles are used for, quote, secret purposes, end quote, and pointed to the picture of the buses in the garage and noted they were painted completely white. <gasps> As though that were Ooh. unusual for buses. Yeah. That's um, spooky. Higgins said, these buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters deployed unto our capital on January 6th. Your day is coming, Mr. Ray. <sighs> okay. Yeah. When I saw this story, I f- the, the, the person I thought of as I read this story was Louis Gohmert. He's this- not... I, oh, I thought of only, Mike Lee. Only Gomert could have made this sound even stupider. Yeah, I was and, thinking of Mike Lee. It's not yeah. going to be a sunshine day for you, Mister Ray. Yeah, Ray of sunshine. Yeah, I get you. Funny shit. That was you. really bad. It was. It was. And you shouldn't pat yourself more than twice. On I'm the not going to even do it once. I'm going to get you one or two. Aww. Okay. Um. Oh my God! I just saw your Charlie Manson pin for oh, the right? first time. And next to it's a gravestone of good grief. 
Oh my god! Right? That's so funny. <laughs> it's huh? Charlie I'm Manson just, dressed as Charlie Brown. Yeah, make you have them too. Yeah. Aw, that's Keep talking. Cool. I'm going to show you. Um. So, if you're asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by the FBI um, sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically no, Ray told Higgins. There's the pin. Look at that. Ah, that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. I like that a lot. Uh, Ray, Representative Barry Loudermilk. That's silly. That's I don't, not real. What's the etymology of louder milk? My dad was yelling louder in the herd of cows than your dad. That's fair. Because, you know, Smith. Yeah. Usually meant a blacksmith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Johnson was John's son. Yep. Was John's son. That one went around quite a bit. But louder milk. Young was because he married young women. <laughs> I was gonna, I would use a different term. Huh. Uh, but yeah. So uh, in all our work, Bernie Thompson said, um, in all our work, we never came across that term. Benny Thompson is the former co-chair of the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. He's never heard of it. Louder milk. Uh, the chairman of the House subcommittee investigating alleged deficiencies in Thompson's investigation also said he'd never heard of ghost bus- buses. Uh, he originally thought a reporter was asking about Ghostbusters, the movie franchise. <laughs> All right. What do you know about Ghostbusters? That's who I'm going to call. Oh, what do you. <laughs> I don't know. Um... Okay. Let's finish this one. Yeah, so, let's dump uh, it. Louder milk is from Lauter Milch, which is Lauter being German for pure and milk being milk. It means pure milk. It was a, so he's it a was white a name, guy. It was a name given to dairy farmers, basically. He's you know. a wasp. Yeah. yeah. He's a wasp. Yeah, it's for wasps. I want to finish up this particular segment. This one makes me sad. Not by reading the letter, because I'm not going to do the letter, but... Osama bin Laden wrote a letter to the United States in 2002 in which he says, here's all the reasons why the Americans have it coming. And it was it was a it was a a letter with a lot of salient points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, again, terroristic activity is bad, you know. Okay, okay, okay. Being a terrorist and killing innocent people is bad. Okay. Okay. So for the young Americans that are like, Osama bin Laden was right. No. No, he was not. He made some points, and some of those points are pretty fucking valid. But was he right? No. No, he was not. He killed a lot of people, and because of that, he caused hundreds of thousands more of his people, quotes, to die. Mm -hmm. Especially in Iraq. I mean, we did our share of killing in Afghanistan, but in Iraq, boy... Man, America just really has its shit together down there. It's pretty fucking obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So, really, youngins. It's really fucking weird, and I hate every second of it. Yeah. It's starting to, like, when they specifically talk about Jewish people. No. It's like, you guys are headed down the wrong path. Yeah. You're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. No, and it's the one thing that, and, and he didn't even bring it up really in his letter, but it's that... You know, these kind of this these kind of things like just blowing the shit out of people and stuff is what creates the terror that it creates the, the terrorists. And, uh, you know, America certainly has its its share of doing that. I mean, fuck, ISIL was the whole was the direct response of us taking out, you know, going into Iraq and doing all the and doing all the shit we did there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm saying the same thing about Hamas. I'm like or not Hamas, but uh, about uh, Israel. Uh, just bombing the shit out of the uh, the uh, the Gaza Strip. I'm like, you do know this is what makes more Hamas. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. this is this is how you build angrier yeah. terrorists. Yeah. It, it, okay. You, you go into a comic book shop, and mm-hmm. I'm there, and you're a little sure. kid. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be nice to you. I'm gonna smile at you unless you're breaking something. You know. Yes. Um, I'm gonna throw fucking Pokemon cards at you for free. I'm gonna do everything in the world. So that I build a comic book customer for life. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. You're a little kid. You come into my store. This is what I do. That will influence you to help support this industry that I love so much over the next 30 years, because, you know, a lot of comic book fans are old like me and we're dying. Yes. You know, now it turns out that when you blow up someone's family, they're going to grow up to resent that. When Mm -hmm. you topple someone's government and make them starve to death, they're going to grow up and resent that. You know, when you when you kill their entire government, you fire everybody who had a fucking job. Which is, you know, the whole debathification of of Iraq, you know, you're going to cause problems and those problems are going to cause more problems. And those are going to make people that are mad about you causing the problems in the first place. Yep. It's never okay to go and blow up a school bus full of kids because you're pissed. No, it is not. No. It is not okay to take over three airlines and try to crash them into shit. It's not okay to storm the United States Capitol because you don't like that your idiot presidential candidate lost. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, the man made some points. I've read the letter. I read it clear the fuck back in 2002 and was like, well, there's a few valid points in there. And yeah. yet I'd never fucking be a terrorist. You know, mm-hmm. So all right, we're going to take a break. We get back on the other side. Some other news. Not all of it. Yeah, it's probably pretty bad. Not all of it. Yeah. Not all of it. Not Not all all of it. it. The one. The one. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This week on the world's greatest comic book podcast, we remember Peter Cullen. Autobots roll out. How's Jeremy Renner doing? In moving picture news, who's in and who's out at Marvel? In comics, who's the newest recruit to the Suicide Squad? Is it the village people? <laughs> what is Batman First Night? Batman. Batman. Review G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, number 301, The Deviant, number one, Immortal Thor, The Cull, and Ms. Marvel. I've really just decided that Kelly Thompson can have all my money. All that and a documentary about the holiday special, Facefront True Believers. It's the world's greatest comic book podcast. Available Tuesdays, wherever your podcasts are found. So, in light of all the vampires we had this week, what's the difference between a vampire and an anemic? Uh, I don't know. One sucks blood, the other one's blood sucks. So it's no secret that I have a vested interest in the safety and happiness and well-being of trans kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to think that I would be if it weren't personal. I don't think I would be as emotionally involved, but I've had trans friends my whole life. And, uh-huh. in, you know, not a one of them ever. And I'm, I'm making an anecdotal generalization. <clears throat> The people in my life that have done the most damage to my person and my things are straight people. <laughs> Therefore, straight people are bad. Can we agree on that? We can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, not all straight people. Just most of them. <laughs> you know, especially white ones. I was going to say most white men. Yeah. Yep. Mostly white men. I mean, this is something to remember with International Men's Day. Is that there are non-American, non-white men in the world mm-hmm. that probably aren't as bad as we are, but we're pretty bad. You're just not all menning everybody right now. Yeah, I know. Okay. But it's about men. Yeah, not all men. Not all men. Okay. About men. Whereas, you know. <sighs> anyway, this article. Anyway. I knew this would happen. I knew that they would f- flee outside of America. Oh, absolutely. I knew it. And it's like, because they're cl- they need a sanctuary. Yeah. That's it. And what I like, people what can't I like afford about California. This article is, 
it focuses on the one kid and where he fleed. And I was like, yes, because that's where I'd want to go to. <laughs> a few years ago, Gray Wills' journey as a trans person had largely been a peaceful one. A week before his 13th birthday, he came out to his mother in a PowerPoint presentation that <laughs> laid out why he should be allowed to transition. Mm-hmm. I love this kid already. Yep. And I love that his parents didn't buy him a Mac. Because then it'd be Keynote and it'd be way too... Listen, we download PowerPoint too. We do not use Keynote. We do not use Pages. We down... And if we do, (laughs) we export it as the PowerPoint because we can. Uh, I export every Pages that I use to Word Doc so nobody else has to deal with my pain. I'm so happy right now. I can't stand it. I liked Keynote. I just didn't like the guy who kept giving me assignments to do in Keynote. Mm-hmm. So no, you don't like it's keynote? stupid. So it's pages. I don't have to. I don't want to export things. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I like I liked early keynote where you you basically created one graphic and then you just kind of zoomed around it mm-hmm. as part of your. Pre- I liked that. I thought it was kind of a clever way to do it. Only because I had built so many fucking slide decks in my in my career. And you know what else? Yeah. Apple puts it on your fucking phone. Yeah. I don't need keynote on my iPhone. Why do I have Keynote on my iPhone? That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an iPhone. Grow up. I don't have sex with barnyard animals either. So, I mean, um, a week before. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, were we looking for some correlation there? Because that is not what I meant. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just because you implied it doesn't mean you meant it. <laughs> Taylor's going to stab me in the heart. I don't have a knife. It's, you don't need a knife. It just, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, it had previously proven to be a successful method of getting what he wanted. Every time he yearned to adopt a dog or a bunny, he'd create a slideshow detailing the costs of pet ownership, appropriate feeding schedules, when to obtain the animal in question. The only time he got turned down was when he asked for a snake. Um, So Lauren, his mom, found herself uh, convinced by the research Gray had compiled on the psychological benefits of gender affirmation. When the presentation concluded, she thought to herself, yep, that's my son. But Gray's happy existence uh, ended seemingly overnight when he testified in the Texas legislature against a 2021 bill seeking to ban gender affirming care for minors. Mm -hmm. Anti-trans activists showed up at the family's door after their home address uh, was shared online. Uh, Lauren said men with assault rifles tailed her when she was driving, tried to follow her to work. Uh, Gray was suddenly troubled by a new guilt, the fear that he had brought all this down upon him. Uh, The thing they hate about her is me, he thought to himself. They're going after her because of me. I felt a lot of responsibility for what was happening. I know logically it isn't, but a part of me thought, well, if I wasn't trans, she wouldn't be getting harassed. (sighs) So instead of risking their only chance at an escape... Gray and his mother decided to flee the United States altogether and start over in New Zealand, a country where they had a few friends and connections, uh, where they had few friends and connections. They chose New Zealand for the pragmatic reasons. It's considered among the world's most LGBTQ plus friendly populations, ranked 10th in a 2020 survey from UCLA, uh, the think tank, the Williams Institute. And the climate is more mild than Canada, ranked fifth. You know what? I would totally pick New Zealand because of hobbits. 100 percent i'm not because yep. the hobbits kiwis Kiwi, ah kiwis dumb looking birds no, no, no. poo ticky tickies poo ticky tickies hell yeah they won <laughs> of course they won i cannot wait for tonight's episode that's all i'm saying <laughs> yep um yeah i it, liked that the mom's like we're not gonna go to australia because they're snakes Oh, it's yeah. like fuck yeah i wouldn't go either she's, got a, she's got a real serious phobia of snakes you need to respect that they're yeah. disgusting and scary and they're just there <laughs> bitey they're bitey yeah they're just like <laughs> some trans youth and their parents are making the same choice to escape america as lawmakers across the u.s impose increasingly draconian restrictions upon gender affirming health care mm-hmm. to date 20 states have passed laws restricting doctors from prescribing puberty blockers Providing hormone replacement therapy, Mm -hmm. uh, performing surgery to minor patients. Arizona has a law that pertains solely to gender affirming surgery, which is only administered in a rare case of extreme medical need. 
Florida's gender-affirming care health ban goes so far as allowing courts to remove children from the homes uh, if authorities learn that a child is transitioning. It's kidnapping. It's kidnapping. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. exactly what it is. I don't. We've thought about it. Um, Portugal. kidnapping. Yeah. Portugal is um, LGBTQ friendly as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and really easy visa. Getting into New Zealand, much trickier. You got to have at least 60K in the bank. It has to stay in the bank for five years. Uh, do you think that maybe I've looked up moving to other countries? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yep, we I actually did an article about that one time, like months and months ago. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. What it would take to move to other countries. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I do remember that. I did learn that the my hope for moving to Britain has been quashed. No, I'm sorry, buddy. You're Scottish. Well, it's it's the... Is it uh, the same? It's the... I wanted to get on... I could get over there. I was supposed to be able to get there on the ancestral <laughs> visa, but they have they only have it available right now for people in the from the Commonwealth. Hate my friend Ross is Scottish too. Do you know him? <laughs> I might know uh, if only if he's active in the clan com- in the uh, Scottish community. I have a yeah. friend named Beth too. She or Beth and they, she goes by Thea. She plays the bagpipes. Oh, I'd like to meet her. Oh. She is fan fucking tastic. What band is she in? Racist Kramer, but she plays the trombone for that. Oh, okay. So in a, she plays in a trombone regular band. and the bagpipes. She's baller. She sounds outstanding. I fucking love her. Um, I want to I hear her play the pipes. That's what I love. I'll find a I'll find a thingy and send it to you. Mm-hmm. So deep, deep down in the dark backwoods of Tennessee, mm-hmm. there rests a little town called Murfreesboro. Was stupid name. Murfreesboro. They really hated somebody named Murs. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. like, we are murder free. Or they maybe they just wanted to get Murr out of jail because they yeah, caught him banging barnyard animals, mm-hmm. talking to Siri. Maybe uh, the city of Murr Freeboro, Freesboro. <laughs> it's I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Murr. <laughs> but the way you people Burrow. carry on about those of us with androids, it's fun <laughs> to throw it back a little bit. I wasn't paying attention. So they passed a city ordinance uh, that deemed homosexuality as indecent behavior and made it against the law to be a homo in public. I'm just going to throw this out there. You have a fucking iPad right there. Yeah, but I, had, I took no, that away from a kid. No, it's fine. Let's just throw that. Anyway, go on. Please iPad. continue. I have an iPad. That is true. Go My on. favorite barnyard animal. Never mind. Um, <laughs> the ordinance dealt with defining what was considered inappropriate sexual conduct by law. And that included homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, the Murfreesboro City Council said the term homosexuality is an anachronism, unenforceable under current law. Therefore, it should be excised from the definitions used in these ordinances. Yep. They got so much pushback, even from the people of Murfreesboro, that they took the don't be a homo in public part out of their stupid ordinance. And now, basically, it's just PDAs in general, which I got to admit, I have a bigger problem. (laughs) Oh, you can't suck his tongue in public. I'm okay with that. I've been on the bus enough times to know what I like and what I don't like. And that's it. You three with your with between you and, you know, you put down the bag of meth. You got what? Six teeth. Fucking love meth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So get your fucking tongue out of your cousin's mouth and let's just move forward into the next fucking millennia. That That's we've right. all been in for 23 years, you hayseed, backwater, dipshit, motherfucking racist, homophobic dipshits. Whoa. That was awesome. I haven't done that in a while. That I felt was good. so good. Mm. <laughs> we should end the show. Costanza out. <laughs> well, we've got only a couple minutes left, so we'll end it here pretty quick. Um, but a Texas school has been forced to allow a trans student back into a musical after people freak the fuck out. Huh? Parents stay. They're still worried about the right-leaning school board and the influence of conservative politics and religion on local public schools. Who do they think is going to carry the show? No shit. That's all. Well, basically, no if you go back when I was in high school, it was basically jocks in drag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many Me fucking assemblies that I sit through with that? Me too. And those are the same people passing the laws now because deep down inside, they're ashamed at how good they felt wearing silky underclothes. That's right. You know, 
No, it's it's and and the whole their first argument against this was we only want we want we're only going to cast people in their gender appropriate roles. I'm like that ain't theater, pal. I mm-hmm. hate to break it to you. You can go back as far as William Shakespeare. I was, was going to say Shakespeare would never. But in in the just modern kidding. in modern theater, half the time we have to cast against gender just because that's who auditioned. You know, you can't hold out unless you absolutely need a dude in the role. You can't hold out and not and 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 say, okay, I'll just cast a woman in that part. It happens all the fucking time, all the fucking time. And then uh, you know, just all the the fact. And then they said, well, it's offensive. I'm like, it's Oklahoma. Yeah, that is already offensive. (laughs) That is good. (laughs) There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. There's yeah, a bright so. golden haze on the meadow. All right. Um, in what should be an absolute stone cold ad for all Democrats running for office, federal office this year. Yes. Um, yeah. Chip Roy, MAGA motherfucker. Got a little pissy with other Republicans uh, during a floor speech uh, on Wednesday that included a blunt challenge. I fucking love this. this. So, I watched this so many times. Yeah. So many times. So I'm going to play it now. I'm sorry you can't hear it, JC. I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck's up with that. Did you That's Google right. it? I've heard it. I did Google it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. On my Android phone. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, yeah, he had stuff to say. And of course, it's muted. Republican colleagues to give me one. Here we go. One thing, I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing, one, that I can go campaign on and say we did. One. Anybody sitting in the complex, if you want to come down to the floor and come explain to me one material, meaningful, significant thing the Republican majority has done besides, well, I guess it's not as bad as the Democrats. (laughs) One thing. One thing. That's what he'd like. One thing. thing. Do you know how many people answered his question? None. No things. Only only Democrats came down and answered the question. Yeah. With with what they had accomplished so far as a Congress, not as the GOP, because the GOP is. And I'm like, here's a guy who got in for all the wrong reasons. But at the same time, he's like, we're here to work. Why aren't we doing the work? Yeah. And it's because I'm like, because you and those of your ilk are obstructionists. So a couple of responses. Your whole job is to stop Congress from working. Yep. A couple of responses on Twitter. Uh, The worst person, you know, just made a great point. Loved it. Um, True. I make ads for Democrats. We can't improve on this. Uh, Great campaign ad for Democrats. Compliment of Republican representative from Texas. Um, David Axelrod is like, I imagine this might find its way into a few ads next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Dozzi says you can almost hear the Democratic ad makers giggle while they're clipping this. Mm-hmm. Um, proud to be a Virginia Dem says nice of them to keep cutting ads for Democrats. Maybe the DCCC should count it as an in-kind contribution. <laughs> they should make sure, though, that they don't announce that it's Democrats at the first part. Yep. Because otherwise Republicans are going to be like, oh, whatever. Yep. Fucking slice um, that. <clears throat> Daniel Goldman. Uh, says, couldn't have said it better myself, Chip Roy. As a reminder, the 117th Congress, uh, with the Democratic majority, passed historic investments in critical infrastructure, ushered in a domestic manufacturing boom, and created nearly 11 million new jobs. Boing. Boing. Dang it. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, uh, end of the show. <clears throat> um, Before we move over to Patreon. Yeah, let's do it. What do you got? One of my friends, Chip, who is I've talked about a mm-hmm. lot, who is a patron, he is opening a store today. Oh, my God. He quit his job a few months ago to open his like dream store, like with vintage records, clothing, everything like he is just amazing. But this week in Denver, it's called Scavenged Goods. OK, Um, it's a, I don't remember what it is, but it's like in a very popular part of Denver. Probably Lodo. Right in the midst. Yeah, it's probably Lodo, Lodo and, downtown. But. If you're in Denver, go see it because he's amazing and all his shit is so fucking good. Scavenged what? Goods. Scavenged goods. I hope he has a website. 
I don't know. But he has a Twitter or Instagram okay. and it shows everything. But seriously, we'll congrats, Chip. That's Pretty amazing. Good, Chip. I'm well proud done, of you. Chip. That's yeah, all. For Chip. Go there because it's going to be amazing. When you're done going to Scavenge Goods, pop over to Patreon, will you? And join us like we do every week that we record, making more show, but putting it behind us uh, moderately inexpensive paywall. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not asking for fucking New York Times money here, or Washington Post money here. Just a little bit goes a long way. Uh, we just found out that uh, our our bandwidth hosting uh, is going to double this next year uh, in 2024. Uh, we just found out that the recording platform that we use is going to cost me 20 bucks a month in 2044 or in 2024. Um, and so, I mean, we can use all the help we can get, folks. I appreciate it. And there's really big changes good. coming at the first of the year. So, don't you want to see what wacky shit I got up my sleeve? I do. Patreon.com. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patreon.com slash D-F-N media. D-E-F-E-N media. Uh, that's where we are every week that we record. In the meantime, um, happy fucking Thanksgiving. Please remember that it's the beginning of a genocide that we celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. And the turkey's got fuck all to do with it, even though I'm making one. Okay. Yeah, I I got one. I got one to make now. Colfax Avenue. Oh, it's on Colfax. Yeah. Where are you at in Colfax? Uh, 32029 East Colfax. Okay. I know right where that's at. Yep. Yep. Go there. It's opening on Friday. I'm pretty sure I got mugged just down the street from there 30 years ago. Yeah, cool. Oh, I love it. I I know know. where that's at. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, that's fantastic. That is. I'm going to throw that up on the Facebook later today. Thank you. You bet. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Um, that's it. We'll see you next week. If you've made it this far, you might as well join us on Patreon. Patreon.com. Defen Media. This episode and more always available at www.theleftshow.com. Thank <laughs> you.